0: Welcome to co mode round 39 this is the official video game podcast of secret friends unite i'm your host todd oxtra joined by the man upstairs into <laughs> the far east mark the canardian caravan how are you doing buddy i'm good i am upstairs in my house
1: it's rather warm uh, it is a very muggy day here and uh, so it's it's very sticky and, uh, it, but it wasn't a nice day. Like, we didn't really have a nice beach kind of weekend. It's one of those, like, overcast, but very, like, sticky kind of days. So, the man upstairs is, uh, is definitely upstairs in my house and, uh, and sweaty. But, uh, I'm enjoying being here and I can't wait to talk some video games with you.
0: Yes. Uh, I moved to Minnesota not to be hot. Right. So, and if you live in Canada, you're naturally, probably insulated it to a point where (laughs) heat is (laughs) not needed as much as other people, but I get it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, It, uh, I mean, we have some nice summers here, like where I am. Um, but it, you know, it, it doesn't get like as cold here as like it does where, like where Sean and those guys live like North, like Northern Alberta, like where my sister is like, it is cold there. It never gets that cold here. Uh, cause, yeah, but we're like—I mean—I'm on an island, right? So we're surrounded by water. So it's insulated going by get, water, so you get all the you get all the moisture. Sticky. Yes, yeah, yes. it's going to get moist. It's going to. Why do I keep saying that word? This is like <laughs> the second week in a row.
0: Wow, Mark!
1: You really I've, know how to I've worked to moisture and moistness into uh, a conversation. So uh, thank you to our six subscribers who are left uh, for sticking with me after I've said that word numerous times. That uh, you're for the
0: video games, uh, comfort <laughs> the humidity.
1: That's it, that's it, it's frying my brain. So, let's uh, yeah, let's let's maybe talk about video games before yeah, I distract say more words that people uh, don't
0: from the heat and the COVID. We're here to talk mm-hmm. about video games, folks. Um, so Mark and I have been playing some video games. I don't know, has your have you gotten to a rhythm with the baby? How's that going? Getting
1: there, yeah, okay. getting there for sure. Uh, I've been able to to jump back into a little bit of Fortnite, didn't write that I was playing that. So that's not really one of the games that I've, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about, but, uh, I've been playing some Fortnite on my iPad pro, which is uh, a fun little change because of two big reasons. One, if you drop the, uh, the video, the graphics quality down to medium, you can run it at 120 frames per second, which is silky, ridiculous smooth.
0: So you're like what, uh, 280p uh
1: no it's actually fairly good like it's still oh, really? is, okay. uh, like switch quality or better uh which is nice, which is nice. um and so it's totally playable and silky smooth and also i'm playing with an xbox controller on a 12.9 inch ipad pro screen Ooh. against other mobile players so okay. most of these people are um i'm gonna say kids with shitty cell phones Using touch controls, and so I've like had playing on a PC. I've had f- like five victory royales in a row. Ah, yes, because <laughs> nobody can touch me. Like it's just I. I almost feel bad, but I kind of don't. So um, tearing up with Fortnite, but yeah, that's that's not even one of the th- games I wanted to play or say that I've been playing. But yeah, um, Finn's definitely finding a rhythm. He's sleeping more, and at a more reasonable time. So he goes usually down around uh, nine o'clock, and he'll sleep for a good five six hour stretch, uh, which gives me a little bit of video game time. And then I go to bed and get some rest before he's up again. So uh, yeah, we're definitely finding a rhythm.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, when uh, when I I remember Logan didn't really sleep very well, but the naps naps were perfect. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know he's gonna typically take maybe one or two naps, and that's when I could hone in on gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's awake, I'll clean and, and fold laundry and do that kind of stuff. But I want to enjoy <laughs> some time when I can focus. So, Yeah, yeah for sure. So, Mark, you and I uh, are both playing a game. Uh, mm-hmm. You were able to get us a couple of codes, and thank you very much for that.
1: Yeah, no problem. Um, very Yeah, I was very happy to get the, uh, the codes that we got for Otterman Empire. Um, so this is a game from a new studio... And it's, uh, it's available on everything, which is awesome. Um, let me grab a little info about this game. Uh, basically, so yeah, it's, it's kind of Splatoon meets Mario Kart. Um, it is, like I said, available on Switch, Xbox One, and Steam right now. I don't think it's available for PS4. Four. I could be mistaken right, uh, right there. Uh, so we've both played it on switch and I also grabbed it on Xbox uh, to see what it looked Cause it, it runs in 4k on the Xbox one X, which is really nice. Um, so that's, that's basically it. Uh, so it's yeah. what You, you play as an otter. Uh, well, it, at first, and then there's like a team of more fun little characters you can unlock as you go through. There is a solo campaign, um but we kind of i think we we both feel the same way about the solo campaign we'll talk about that in a minute um but the main crux of this game is the the competitive multiplayer like i said splatoon meets mario kart um yeah so it's uh triheart interactive they're a uk team Uh, They've been working on this for three years, I think. So first off, I want to say that any single video game that is released impresses me, Um, especially when it's a new team working on a game, multiple console and PC releases all at the same time is a super heavy undertaking for an indie team. And I think what they've done here, uh, while it might not be the most polished triple A game, I thought was cute as hell. Uh, I like the kind of shell, cell shaded uh, look of of some of the people and the the uh, the character models and the, the characters themselves have a ton of personality. I love the dude with the colander thing on his head, just <laughs> hilarious. Like they're so goofy and stuff. Um, so that's that. Now there are. <laughs> some negative things about this game as well uh like i said that the single player isn't that bad it's it's but it's it kind of feels like a training ground for multiplayer right it's it's kind of simple uh grab this piece bring it over here defeat this enemy do this do that uh kind of training you to like follow and shoot and basically maneuver the stages and get used to the controls you feel the same way
0: I did. The game has the aesthetics, I would say, of like an early 360 game. I mean, we're not talking about um, because the character models are fairly simplistic, but they're charming. They're cute. Um, This feels like um, God. there was a game back in the day. I can't remember what it was called, but it was once again, Fuzzy Animals shooting each other, having some fun. <laughs> and I think the, co- the camp campaign mode did feel like it was multiplayer, I guess, levels, but they wanted to give you a little bit of a story and, and have fun, so there's a villain, and you know, mm-hmm. you're playing around and just having fun. And, I mean, there's a couple of things that kind of annoyed me about the game. It's the, the lack of ammo. I okay, felt like yeah. I ran out of ammo so quickly, and then it's like, do oh, I run need more out ammo very quick. Yeah, and there's no uh, melee attack either, where I thought there could be a melee attack to like, hit boxes where maybe it might reveal like ammo and different power ups. There are power ups in this game as well, so that wasn't yep. either. So I felt like I started really getting into a rhythm, and I'm like, oh, I'm out of ammo, so now I got to mm-hmm. go and find more ammo because I played the demo. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, this feels exactly like the demo. It didn't, didn't feel like they made any changes. So I kind of had some concerns there. But I think there's a solid base here where they mm-hmm. can keep tweaking and making some changes. And I think it could really be, you know, something really fun.
1: For For the lack of ammo thing, that never bothered me because I looked at it like Splatoon. So in Splatoon, okay. you're constantly running out of ink and you have to dive into a thing. And in this game... Um, you dive into the water to replenish your gear as oh, well. Wait,
0: I didn't realize that you could do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can, you, you dive into the water and it replenishes everything. No. So that's, okay, so I that, started that really makes, planning no, my makes attacks. That
0: more sense then, because I'm like, right. I'm like, where is the You were looking power for the demo? actual power-ups, because exactly. there are
1: actual pickup exactly. power-ups. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm out of ammo,
0: so where's the thing? And it was hard to find, so I'm like, I feel right. like I'm spending more time looking than actually interacting. So <laughs> this is, once again, one of those things, like, I feel dumb. So there you go. Uh, and to now, be fair,
1: that is in the tutorial. In
0: the first stage of the tutorial after, so I, felt, I think,
1: after jumping.
0: Okay, so in the tutorial, I will say this. Yeah. I felt like I was trying to go to the next thing in the tutorial and it said skip. I'm like, Ugh. oh, but I'm like, can I just go to the next thing in the tutorial versus I don't want to <laughs> skip the tutorial? The whole thing. Exactly. I'm like, so, okay, what am I doing here? So, just got reading is fundamental, maybe I didn't do the right things, mark stop gotcha, abusing gotcha. Me. it's uh I mean that's that's fair that's
1: uh you know, but yeah, so that that part never really bothered me because it helped me kind of strategically, so I was like, okay, I have to take out that turret, so I'm gonna even like stealthily kind of sneak past it. It's facing this way. I'm going to go past it that way in the water, jump up, shoot that spin around, shoot the things in the air that are trying to shoot me down or slow me down or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so I thought, yeah, that part never really bothered me, but yeah, if you're looking for it in, in crates or whatever, it's definitely going to be frustrating because they're, uh, they're not spread around, uh, as much as the river system is
0: throughout most of the stages, there it is, and I feel like they could take some cues from Ratchet and Clank because it's very much that type of mm-hmm. platforming, guns, and things like that. So I think if they took some some just hints to say what are they doing right with because the, they they do such good mechanics with their weapons and things like that, I think they mm-hmm. could um, incorporate some of that. And in the the cool part of, about this game. It can be uh, updated. They can add things to tweak it because like their new studio. I think this is great that they're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking at Steam, just even some of the things. And yes, I was looking even on Steam. It's all shared split screen. Yikes. Okay. Which PC, that doesn't happen so that's, I think, at all.
1: <laughs> so that's the next thing we got to talk about is the multiplayer. This is a multiplayer centric game for sure. Like we said, the single player is focused on getting you multiplayer ready. Basically is how we feel about it. I think, um, mm-hmm. however, like Todd just alluded to, it's all shared screen multiplayer, which is fine. That is fun. There are not mm-hmm. enough games with split screen, shared screen multiplayer anymore. Um, however, during COVID, uh, when, when it's, it's, uh, discouraging people from maybe, uh, inviting others over to the house now. And and we're kind of in different situations too. So if we were people who had like big families or kids, like if you had, you know, say another kid or two that were all around Logan's age, you guys could all gather around the TV and play and all that kind of stuff. It would probably be a lot more fun for like a family game mm-hmm. night. My wife took one look at this, the only other gamer in my house. (laughs) And, but the second she sees twin sticks, one stick to move Ah, one stick for cameras, she's out. Doesn't matter what it is. She just does not like any kind of twin stick. She humored me with Splatoon for a couple of minutes before just saying, you know what? Screw it. They're just not her type of game. So I don't have anyone to play this with. Um, no, you know, I have been able to see my brother, but he took a week off of vacation and took off uh, up the coast to uh, to my my family's little cottage up there. So I haven't even seen him in like two weeks or so. So I haven't been able to he's say. playing
0: because Mark, because he's playing on the little TV. He's playing N64, uh, right? And 64, right? Mm. <laughs> that, yes, exactly. So <laughs> this uh, we were
1: talking before we record and I said this in the summertime years ago would have been amazing because we had me and my brother. All my cousins around, several other uh, cottages that were close by that all had kids our age. Rainy days in the summertime, like, you know, nice days we're all at the beach, but rainy days we'd all go, go up to the barn, uh, at my grandparents' place, and uh, and just game. That was like the N sixty four days. It was perfect, and this game uh, reminds me so much of those kind of games and those kind of feelings. But I haven't. I don't have a people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anymore to Just play have to gather with. So some I, I some, some strange online. kids, Mark. Yeah. Say, right. Hey, kids want to come over and play some games?
1: <laughs> neighborhood kids. I guess I don't. Yeah. But like, they're not in my, my bubble, my, uh, you know, my, my Rona bubble. So That's it's, right. it's, uh, not a good time. I've been talking to Barry Dunn who did a, uh, an impact direct. If you haven't seen that, you want some footage of this game, head over to impact, uh, it impact game station on, uh, on YouTube and uh and and check out he has 4k footage again from xbox one uh and he did it at direct that had switch footage so if you want to see the comparison between the two um the switch one looks fine but definitely not as clear and detailed obviously as 4k stuff on the the xbox but it runs perfectly fine on switch so uh i'm really hoping that they add multiplayer And not only multiplayer, I'm hoping they add cross-platform multiplayer so we can fully like just whether you have PC, Switch, Xbox, whatever it is, if they eventually release it for PlayStation or maybe it is. And I missed that in the press release. um, I yeah, I hope they add some more and I hope they keep adding to this game. And even as is, I think this game Mm -hmm. adding online multiplayer would be a game changer for it
0: absolutely and i think the fact that is this really probably was that they wanted that fun multiplayer <laughs> experience and maybe like going back uh and the fact is yes it's it's like launching at the wrong time for that um similar to i don't know do you have quibby in canada
1: uh oh that is that the um celebrity mini video thing it's
0: the uh it's the online service that was made for mobile you couldn't play it it wasn't on your tv or anything you were right, basically yeah. people that were gonna you know basically be commuting launch right in the middle of covid then <laughs> they've lost 90 yes. percent of their audience <laughs> <laughs> because it's like oh bad timing yeah covid just yeah. wow yeah Ooh, yeah but yeah i, I yeah. i'm i'm hoping that this game will see Uh, continual uh, additions and tweaks and adding multiplayer. I don't know what it takes to do those type of things, but that is probably the way they intended it to be. I think they really wanted this to be in a multiplayer game. And without that, it's very hard to really give it a fair shake.
1: And that's it. Like, you know, we we can sit here and say, add online multiplayer. And it's like, I wouldn't know how to do that. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't know the first thing. Where's the switch, Mark? I know, right? Yeah, it's just that's a switch switch. that you flick on. I have no idea. I don't even know where I'd start googling how to do that in a game.
0: Like, Google doesn't have the answer either. Come on,
1: I'm sure I could Google like how to develop a game and get some sort of like basic thing of like, okay, well, you should write it in this code and maybe this is a free engine you could use or here's a class to take. I don't know. I'm guessing I could like at least Google the first steps of making a game. I'm not sure even what, like adding multiplayer online to a game. Is that what I'd Google? Like these people that do this kind of stuff are so far beyond my colon slash
0: add internet. That's all. (laughs) That's it. Back in my DOS programming. Toggle on, I I guess. guess. Hook up your landline. line.
1: You just plug it into the series of tubes, don't you? That's, that's all right. that, that's uh anyway. So it's
0: a, Ottoman but the game's Empire is not round, it's square, so how does it fit Oh
1: I know. It's terribly this, uh complicated. It's
0: around though.
1: Right. Uh, but this I is a digital game, so bits, it's sites are already squares. on the internets. So they have to plug in other internets to the internets that this game is on. Therefore
0: and then Yeah. Wait does prodigy.net still work? Sure. That's probably where it's going. That's it. yeah, exactly.
1: What was the GameCube uh not, it was a GameCube that had the the like basically underground online like warp pipe or some shit like oh, that. Oh yeah. Was, like yeah, they figured out online and, like yep. wizards. I don't know how these people do any it's, of this stuff. Uh anyway, Ottoman Empire it is out now. Check it out if you have especially if you have people to play it with in your house if you know if if i even like finn was old enough to hold a controller i'd be saying hey let's uh let's shoot each other but i think this is one of those games that 100 percent better with like four people just like old school mario kart like i think uh yeah I, I think that's the way to go so uh you know good good party game but uh anyway that's that's ottoman empire thank you guys for the code the yes, code. Thank you it was for that fun one. To give so it a try. very, very yeah, much yeah, appreciated. Really yeah. Um, yeah. What else have you been playing, Tom?
0: Well, uh, I finished The Last of Us Two. I won't go into much details. Uh, the game was longer than I thought. Um, it was about a good twenty-five hours. All right. Some would say maybe too long. Oh, um, was, that was my first question. Was going to be, is it padded? Ah, uh, I think for what they wanted to do, I think it made sense at the but mm-hmm. as I was going through, I'm like, hmm, how far am I? And I'm like, hmm, that chapter looks at I always look at walkthroughs, like just not to see what to spoil it, but just to see how many chapters are there. We're and I look and I'm like idea. and then it says something and it repeats. I'm like, why would it repeat? And I'm like, ah, now I know why. But regardless. Okay. Right. Um the 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 biggest thing right now, this game is getting a lot of backlash from people who are threatening the talent of this game. Terrible, which is just horrible. Mm-hmm. It's a video game, folks. This yep. is not uh, anything that will impact you in any way. Except, yes, maybe it didn't go the way you want to, but to uh, impact and, and call out the actors and give them death threats for a role they're playing, guys, these aren't the people in the game. They're just actors. So, the, uh, it just it just discourages me so much because I get it. I don't like things as well, but I would never act act for harm to become of the talent involved or a, f- a football mm-hmm. team or anything. It just seems so, uh, it just, it's, even, I struggle with it.
1: Yeah. Even if you're the type of person to be angry, if they, if they made a decision that made you angry, made you hate the game and made you stop playing it, or it was the worst choice they possibly ever could have made. It's the writer's fault. And still mm-hmm. don't send death threats to the writers. Cause that's just not a good thing to do to any person. Like just that, like it's a game. Come on.
0: Get yes, over it. So outside of that, and I and I and I understand where people just would be upset with this game. And yes, the writers knew what they were doing. They didn't go okay. in to say, "I'm going to do these things and everybody will love it." No, it's just <laughs> not the way it was supposed to be. They did mm-hmm. this for a story and an overall story arc, which I found at times challenging, mm. frustrating, very cathartic, exhausting, and touching. And I came away with I was not happy with how the game ended, Mm. but I was satisfied from the sense it did what it needed to do. So, (laughs) if that doesn't get you what you needed, to know, exactly. But um, (laughs) but really, um, I really liked how they changed up some of the gameplay. Um, It's a beautiful game, and it's one of those games that, even though I love it, I will never play this game again. It's like right. I don't know how many people go out to see Schindler's List a second <laughs> or a third time. It's and it, it's sorry, sorry, not to bring that game up because I know there was some internet controversy about bringing comparing that game to this, but it's um, not all games are supposed to be happy. They're not all supposed to right. make you um, feel good after it. And mm-hmm. I think that shows a maturity in the way the media is going. And if they can push people to have these intense emotions, hopefully without any dire impact to real people and things um, yeah. in a positive way telling a story um, I think we're going somewhere so um, I I, and, and Mark I think it, I kind of put this out there and, I'm, I, and, and um, I'm going to be doing a spoiler cast round table discussion Mark I don't know when you will ever get to play this game or if you have any uh, um, want to play this game
1: I, I yeah. Yeah. Right now it's very low on my list of things I want to play or care about kind of thing. Uh, The first, you know, the first game was, was good. I I enjoyed it, but uh, I'm not clamoring for a sequel. I haven't turned my PlayStation on since uh, Spider-Man, I suppose. Uh, So if my PlayStation goes on again, I, you know, um, it's, it's probably going to be for another game. That's not this one. So chances of me playing this fairly low, but I'm looking forward to hearing the roundtable of what everyone thinks about. And I, I chimed in and said, like, you know, do it with everyone you can and, and get as many voices. I as mean, I would ask I you to that's... be
0: like, well, yeah, we're going to talk about this because I think this game needs discussion in a way that is filled with spoilers. A lot of people are doing this, but the people that I think are going to be on this podcast will be, I think, each have a unique voice on it, which is what exactly what I want.
1: Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fun time.
0: Yeah, so that'll probably come out. We're going to record next week and most likely it'll come out uh, probably middle of the following week just because of the cadence of the way we release the podcast. So, yeah, cool. uh, but yeah, it's one of the best games I've this year. Awesome. Good to hear. Uh,
1: for me, I've been playing something that's, uh, I mean, equally dark in its uh, story and tone and definitely more more on a serious note and uh i guess turns turns a dark mirror on society and that is uh, of course the animal crossing summer update and i'm full of shenanigans uh but yeah i have been playing the animal crossing summer update it is as delightful as the rest of this game has been uh, it added not only new bugs and fish and things to do and find in the world and all that kind of fun stuff. But it also added swimming so you can get a wetsuit and jump off of the rocks and the dock and everything else and swim about and find little sea creatures underneath the water. And it's delightful. You can get Pascal who uh, will come up and trade you. And he's such a little stoner hippie. Uh, (laughs) It is fantastic. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's just a fun little update. If you're kind of, if you're like me and you started to kind of slow down your Animal Crossing addiction, let's say, uh, then this might give you a little bit to, to jump in and play on and no pun intended on the jumping in the water, but, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, dive in that one was intended. I,
0: I do have an Animal Crossing related question mark sure have you been on nook or no nook yet no i have not you need to get on that now Uh, i am not a nintendo i'm not an animal crossing fan (laughs) but what bobby paul's the nintendo guru is doing is pretty funny if you're a fan Mm. of deal or no deal bobby paul's (laughs) is basically essentially recreating that with cases filled with bells yeah and he has he used T-shirts, apparently, to make the numbers on the cases, which is so weird. To tell you yep. to tell you how you have to do things in Animal Crossing, I'm like, I, it just takes, like, a mad genius to come up with this stuff, and Bobby has really <laughs> sunk his life into this game. <laughs> he really has. Because, you know what he tells you, like, I'll be free to play some other games in December. I'm like, yeah. Bobby, you've got, like, The Last of Us is one of his favorite games. I keep on bugging him every day, yeah. every chance I get. And he told me he doesn't even have PlayStation 4 Pro. That's how he wants to play the game for Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. So I keep, and I even gifted him a three month game pass subscription. Oh my god! And he still doesn't do it. I mean, come on. So, but crazy. I I, I appreciate his passion, Mark. You mm-hmm. need to be on Nook. No Nook. It just he would love. To have I haven't on. even been on Bobby's
1: Island to be oh, honest. Oh, I to get uh, on. I really need to go. Yeah, I've. Yes. I've uh, I visited a few like good islands, but that's, that's not one. So I was actually talking to Bobby today. I should have brought that up. Um, yes. and I, 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 definitely will. Um, yeah, man, some people are doing some amazing stuff and he is one of them <laughs> with, with the, his animal crossing stuff. And like, especially where in the last few weeks I have definitely slowed down my animal crossing, uh, play time for sure. So I need to get back into it. I was also talking to my sister about, just the uh, the summer update and all that kind of stuff. And she was catching things and finding things that I didn't. So I was like, you know what? I, I have to get back into this. So uh, I think in the, the next little bit, that'll be a focus of getting back in and seeing everything that I missed and visiting some, some cool islands. So Bobby, I'm coming for you.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Yeah, what's next on your list? I, I see you played <laughs> something that, uh, I just watched this, what do you call it? Direct, I suppose, yes. today.
0: So I want to hear all about it. Okay, this is, this is the crazy thing. We're going to talk about this actual event in the news, but Devolver Digital, they publish very unique games, uh, very indie-minded and over-the-top, and their event every year is always something to watch and sometimes be disgusted by uh-huh. or horrified by. <laughs> but this year, they did something really cool, and they basically created a PC demo of their event. You play in Steam. It is the craziest thing. It's basically saying, yes, this would have been E3, but it's been canceled. So you're actually at their E3 presence playing a game. Uh, You even get a weapon mark. You get a T-shirt gun. Fantastic. <laughs> and there's all these robots, basically security, to make sure no one breaks into their stage at E3. So you're going around, and they, they have collectibles. They call them little marketing, marketing <laughs> like tchotchkes and things. that You get a point where you have to get so many of them. And you're essentially going around where all their game-like little presentation areas would be, where they look like the game they're presenting. So um, there was just... Everything, Serious Sam level, the Fall Guys level, the Fall Guys level is awesome. This Fall Guys is a game that kind of looks like it's like a weird, that looks so good, odd, like little fun battle royale, but you're not really killing anybody. But you actually mm-hmm. go in there and you see all those little guys, and you could hit them with your your t shirt gun, or you can knock sure, shoot
1: under. a t shirt cannon.
0: I've never done it. IRL. Super fun. I can only imagine if you hit somebody bonus. Oh, (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah, I actually. Well, the first time I ever, like, tried a T-shirt cannon, it was stupidly in a hallway uh, in the basement of a place I was working. And I didn't I thought I didn't think it would have nearly as much power as it did. And I accidentally broke a ceiling tile and an exit sign. Uh, That was fun. Uh, so then I didn't aim it that close at people but I definitely did shoot it into crowds at some like <laughs> hockey
0: games and stuff
1: super satisfying yeah really yes. really fun
0: yeah so you go around you collect all the levels it tells you what to do to basically walk through it it's very fun I actually had some interesting gameplay uh which was which was very fun it's a first person shooter essentially and then there is a boss mark there is a boss fight <laughs> and it's like all these screens and you shoot discs at it and you find you got basically a gravity gun the glove kind of like the power glove and then you beat the game and wow. it actually takes you to a fake website at the end so <laughs> i i was like and in and the, the 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 boss was actually hard to beat because my computer uh elite skills with mouse and keyboard are not as what they right. used to be so but man they nailed it they won e3 with that
1: amazing absolutely amazing uh, I wish I had something to play it on. I've pretty much completely retired my uh, 2013 MacBook Pro. And uh, I'm using my iPad, the one I was talking about earlier with Fortnite. That's what I'm using to record this podcast right now. That's what I'm using as my day-to-day computer for both like work and, uh, and pleasure and everything else. So I don't have a, a PC that, uh, that could run that game on Steam, but it does sound incredibly amusing.
0: Yeah, no 4K, no ray tracing, sadly. Ah, uh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last thing I've been playing is
1: uh, Smash Brothers released their first fighter of the uh, Fighter Pack 2, I suppose. Min Min from ARMS. Mm-hmm. Uh, big surprise uh, there because they and we knew that it was going to be an ARMS character, but uh, kind of figured it would be Spring Man or Ribbon mm-hmm. Girl. Really cool to see that it was... Um, not only another female added to the Smash Brothers roster, which uh, I think you know they, they need some more females in there, but uh, also just a character that, like, yeah, it was it was kind of like a I don't know second tier Splatoon character, like it's not one of the Splatoon mascot kind of people nope. that you'd think on cover art. Uh, but I really like Min Min as a character. I thought she was kind of cool. Uh, I love the reveal for her with so captain cool. falcon and everything i I, yep. I just i loved it um and she's a very cool character in the game uh the distance attacks if you can keep people at a distance it's awesome if they get up close to you it's not awesome but uh, it's one of those things that you have to balance and you can switch between which uh i don't know fists she has on the end of her arms to do different things uh so as always with smash brothers i shouldn't be surprised that it's incredibly nuanced uh incredibly like well balanced and fits in the rest of it while bringing something brand new to it and they're starting off fighter pack 2 really really well can't wait to see who they're doing next and uh again the fighter packs always bring me back to uh smash brothers and not only did I play the game with her, I ended up playing through like classic mode with a few other people that I just hadn't gotten around to. And uh, you know, one simple character download got me to put several more hours into uh, Smash Brothers. So, really, really cool addition. If you haven't checked her out and you're still interested in Smash Brothers in any way, definitely add her to the roster and uh, and get ready for Fighter Pack Two.
0: Yeah, Logan hasn't asked to uh, buy the character yet, which is weird, because he normally would. Um, and I don't know if he's just waiting until more characters come up, but yeah, he would normally bring it up, and then we would get back into our daily, like, seven-match uh, best-of, and he would get the crap out of me, but I would still have fun <laughs> and, and mock nice. him. Yeah, yep. so I'll have to remind him it's out, and maybe he'll want to pick it up, because he just traded it. Yep. And I just sold a game of his on eBay, and so he's got money now.
1: Cool. Uh, and I think... No, I didn't like because I didn't pre-order the fighter pack or anything like that. But I, I bought it uh, even a couple of days after that uh-huh. direct after it was released, and I still got the uh, bonus costume for the Mii Fighters. Yeah, the, um, it was you know the Zelda, whatever you call it, champion armor or whatever the uh-huh. hell it is, the ancient armor or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean if you're looking to buy it now, I think. That still might be a thing, but it might not be. It might be expired already, so don't hold me to that. But uh, anyway, I still got it a few days after it was released, so uh, thumbs up there. But there are new Mii Fighters as well, like uh, Vault Boy is there and a few others. Yeah, so, uh, very cool. Very cool if you're into the Mii Fighters. And they're they're pretty cheap, too. I think they're like 90 cents each or something like that or even less. Uh, so lots of fun stuff to bring you back into Smash Brothers if you've been lapsed like I had. Yes, yes. You have one more game on your list.
0: Yeah, I've talked about this before, but I just want to give everybody an update. I am now level 42 in Ring Fit. Uh, I've done it basically. It's now part of my normal workout. I go with elliptical one day, do Ring Fit the other. Really love it. Um, lots of new exercises have been built in. Some are rigorous. Some are not. Like yes. the handshaking, Mark, I'm doing this. And that is like <laughs> a powerful exercise. <laughs> then there's like basically the hip shake, which is just weird. I'm like, why is that worth so many points? Hey, you know, Listen.
1: When uh, when you have to do the dance and that you get the arm wiggle and the hip shake all in once, you're going to be cutting up the dance floor with your new like belly dance ring fit. Exactly. The your exotic ring fit ring shaped ring body, body
0: dancing. Fit. Yes.
1: And you're just you're just going to get every man and woman in the room just looking at it being like, Who guys, where'd that sexy man this a video dance
0: podcast. From. Uh, I think you would be signing up to see Mark's TikTok. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am I am right now
1: wiggling my hips and, and shaking my hands. So it's a uh, no lie, Mark. It's quite it's an no exotic lie. display. It they, they do not. And no. uh, so they're, they're Nintendo's just getting you ready for the dance floor, my friend. I,
0: I think so, and I'm really enjoying this. It's a good workout. Uh, typically you can do about thirty five minutes, get about hundred fifty calories burned off. Um, if I'm gonna increase it, um, I would say my least favorite exercise right now is mountain climbers. They suck, but it's very effective. <laughs> yeah but uh this awesome. brings me back to smash though i really think a ring fit character or th- boss or even the ring could be a power-up i love this i think these characters make so so much sense i think it'd be so much fun do it this game is like a surprise success i could see mm-hmm. this uh really be a lot of fun if the Wii fit trainer got in smash there's no reason why the ring or the ring guy or the the drago boss shouldn't be mm-hmm. in this game
1: yeah i think even more than the drago boss because he'd be I think he'd be a cool like boss to add to, to smash brothers or something cool to, to interact with a ring fit stage, you know, come down and and stamp on stuff or whatever. I really think the ring fit adventurer would be a great addition uh, because you have very unique abilities with the ring of, you know, sucking people close to you, uh, blowing people off the stage, hitting them with the ring, doing little, you know, Punches and kicks and like crunches and all that kind of stuff the the move set is kind of built in just pick and choose from what's in the game and like you said, if, if uh, we fit trainer can work, there is nothing stopping this guy or gal from from working in the game as well. I think that is a brilliant idea, and I will be very disappointed if it's not added and people will hate it as well <laughs> <it's an> <laughs> What won't people hate nowadays? So you might as well do something that's going to make some people Chuckle.
0: Well, you know what will make people really happy, Mark? It's mm. talking about the news in Nintendo's Treehouse Live.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that'll make a lot of people really happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this hop, uh, just came up out of the blue, I think, a day before. <laughs> there's going to be a Treehouse Live. Treehouse Live is part of typically Nintendo's E3 event where they basically just play games with uh, the developers, people from the Treehouse. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. This is really Nintendo's first I guess, live type of COVID type of experience. Mm -hmm. Um, This was going to be breaking down the gameplay of the Origami King, which is coming out this Friday. And there was going to be a surprise wave forward non-Nintendo property announcement. And Mark, (laughs) you didn't get excited about this at all. No,
1: I definitely didn't go to Twitter and say, hey, let's have a whole lot of fun wildly speculating of what this game could be. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. I wanted to see the triumphant return of Cool Spot. Now, okay. To be fair, to be fair, uh I did not I didn't make this post on Twitter to like get my hopes up about anything. I really just wanted to see the stupidest things people could could, could come up with. I knew we would not see a new cool spot game. The chances were like one in a billion-de billion. Uh, I just really wanted to have fun. So I tagged a few people that I thought could get the ball rolling. They weren't the only people I wanted to or hope to hear from. I just like I just wanted to start a stupid fun conversation. But it because of the timing, I think, of when all this happened and what happened, um, it could be perceived as like, you know, we were all disappointed. But personally, I was like I didn't care. Uh, at the end result i just wanted to see what stupid stupid things people could come up with uh so like i said i did cool spot um sean caprice at earthworm gym um and edward fernell like come on man he was just knocking people down left and right like you know earthworm yep. gyms and Atari's. So he was just just slapping bitches around. It was it was great. Um he did eventually say, what was it, Bad Dudes or Karnov or yep. something? I yep. yep good picks. Um Eternal Champions fighting game. Uh anyway, uh Corey Deerig said uh Ninja Turtles, which I thought was great. Yep. Um Tiger Woods Golf Story. <laughs> <from Tim. laughs>
0: I love it. I thought it was one that made me laugh the hardest. Is that where you like run into, you, you drive away from your house and run into something in your neighborhood? <laughs> because you're high yeah. on like uh, painkillers? Yeah. Uh, Joel, aka
1: Falcon, uh, said Typhoon Wrath of the Tiger remake. That was an old PlayStation game. Oh boy. Um, 2D Bayonetta from at Nindy yes. Nation. Uh, yeah. So that was, you know, and I, I said to that one, like, yeah way forward, make some great D makes yep. and, and uh, yep. you know, D whatever. Uh, so I think everyone was kind of feeling the same way. We were all feeling that it was going to be more of mummy D mastered or, you know, a, a Shantae style game sure. uh, for, for something that's everyone was kind of going in the same direction of an old franchise that needs some new love in the way forward style that we know, know and love. And uh, Todd, what did we get instead?
0: well mark i think it was the game everybody really wanted and that is that uh, that that franchise that has just captured children's attention for years right bakugan yeah i totally know what that is yeah Um, logan logan i asked logan i'm like do you remember bakugan he goes kind of and he's 14 so if anybody should know who (laughs) bakugan is it's him
1: yeah yeah, he 100% should. So uh, anyway, they announced uh, Bakugan Champions of Astoria. I'll be honest with you. I shut this off almost immediately after <laughs> I realized that that's what they were talking about. Because, OK, at first, because they ended this direct. And the, also Origami King Paper Mario looks fantastic. Let's Yes. Yes. Let, I looks can't fun. wait to pick that game up. Gameplay should I, be good.
0: Yeah. Great writing. Yeah. Uh, Comes on Friday.
1: Yes. Uh, So. Yeah, that game looks great. I don't want to take anything away from that. But so when, when I see this Bakugan thing, I'm like, okay, so is the Way Forward game up next? What's what is <laughs> this? Is this what we have to sit through to get to Way Forward? Is this like a? And one more thing, uh, and then so I'm watching and I, I see that this game comes up and I'm like, okay, fine, something for the kids. Let's get to Way Forward. And then I see the people from Way Forward sitting there being like, this is our new game, and uh, I was just like, oh. Alright, cool. And I just shut it off, and I moved on with my day, and then I go onto the internet, and it's just like spewing hatred. I'm like, come on guys, I gotta pay the bills. Like, Shantae's great, but probably doesn't keep a big studio no, in, no. In, in with the lights on or whatever, so um, you know, fine. It's it's Bakugan. We still got a great Shantae game like three weeks ago. Like, yes. shut up. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that, that was... Uh, uh, the internet sucks sometimes, but uh, yeah. I will say something, though.
0: They have never made a game that looks like Bakugan. Which Bakugan looks? I mean, I'm not a fan of the series, but this is like kind of a brawler type of game. Mm. The premise of these little toys are like balls. You throw them down on the ground, and they transform into like these like beasts and things and beat each other up. It was kind of like the Beyblade type of era of Japanese. There was an anime mm. about 15 years ago. I looked. The last games that came out were early 360 games and DS games. Oh, okay, we have not right. seen Bakugan in about. 10 years well wow. so yeah it's definitely not on anybody's radar but the fact is they made this game look in that style you no know, highly artistic 3d rendered a little bit of sh- cell shading as well mm. at least tells me these guys can just pretty much do anything they want because they captured yeah. so many different art styles uh, what i want though is someone like nintendo xbox Ubisoft, whoever so they can just be them and do awesome games they want and not have to pay the bills with these mm-hmm. licensed games where they may not that be passionate. Maybe they love this series. I don't know. But it feels like this seems like something they have to do to basically continue to revenue so they can do their passion projects. And yep. WB is publishing this, which I find weird. How yeah. They, get so- the they own this somehow
1: like. Yeah, who who did the Bakugan cartoon? Was that WB or did they bring it over from Japan maybe. or something like that? Yeah. Maybe or the licensing uh, rights or or grab the game. I mean, who knows? uh So yeah, could eventually be owned by Microsoft. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Microsoft order with the deal. Yeah, right. Do no. We get they're um, like the bonus, the plus one. I guess. Yeah, you know what would be funny? um Speaking of of the WB thing and and. I I don't know if they're even looking to do this, but I've heard that Apple Arcade, they are looking to switch some things up. Mm. I think it'd be hilarious to see Apple start buying up studios. Because they Ooh. could buy up pretty much any studio that they want, and yes. they are already trying to make Apple Arcade a thing. So if they decide to buy, let's say WB and Way Forward and a few other dozen studios, like yep. they could be a major player. And especially with Max switching from Intel to uh, their their own Apple's own uh, ARM infrastructure, um, silicon. Um, man, yeah, that is going to be a game changer. Because for anyone that doesn't know or doesn't realize what that means, is that means if you make a game, it can run natively across iPhone, mm-hmm. iPad, iPod Touch, and new Macs. The transition is going to take two years, but uh, that would be a massive. Matt, like think of the games on the app store that are just instantly going to be able to run on yeah. a Mac. Yeah. Um, yeah, Apple could really start like just going crazy with this stuff and like really, really making a play into the gaming space uh, with Apple TV again. You know, like every these games are going to run on everything. So it's, it's going to be pretty wild to uh, to see the next couple of years. And if they start making some plays with the money that they have, whoo. Man, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be intense. So and,
0: and um, it doesn't seem like yeah. Apple would be a, a company, a publisher that would meddle much and let these people make the games they want.
1: From from the early Apple Arcade, anything I've read from any early Apple Arcade developers, it was we would not have been able to get this game made from any publisher, especially mobile publishers, because they just like the games are just not money-making games. Yeah. Like they're just weird little indie titles and some like really like out there stuff. And especially mobile where it's all like, you know, continuously um, going back, trying to get more, you know, they, they want you to spend more money on coins and this and that and whatever, like, you know, like mobile games do. Uh, none of them are like that. So no. they don't uh, play to
0: microtransactions if they're part of yeah. the Apple arcade. No, you know? exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're doing a very different approach and, uh, you know, the, the counter to that is apparently they have been meddling a whole lot in the Apple TV plus mm-hmm. stuff, like the, all those shows or at sure. least most of the shows. So they seem to meddle in some stuff and leave other things alone. Maybe it's whatever VP is in charge of whatever thing. Uh, I don't know, but, um, yeah. Could be an interesting couple of years if if they decide to do some more gaming acquisitions instead of just saying like, hey, Indie Studio A, do what you want. And here's some money and it's going to be an exclusive on Apple Arcade. So who knows? Could be some could be some interesting stuff.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Um, And then we transition to um, something that's a little different. That's Devolver Digital. I talked about the actual I played their event. But uh, <laughs> what they actually presented, and and, and I, I encourage everybody to watch it, but I would say it's adult. <laughs> I was just going to say, violence. not with the kids. <laughs> not with the kids. Swearing and violence. And they basically have created like, their own subplot slash storyline from yep. when they started their events to like just continuing it with a weird uh, underbelly of just oddity in the storytelling that they're doing.
1: It's like remember a few years ago with nintendo directs and they were doing the whole like reggie bot and oh uh, Mega and Six what's Four, his right? face was um it, it was even some like live action stuff but they yes. were doing like the um shit what's his name? yeah the- um but the, the the other guy got like stranded on an island and wanted a donut or some crazy shenanigans anyway it's like that like if they were like Nintendo did that and that's like the Nintendo playful family-friendly version, this is like the alternate darkest universe, darkest timeline version if of you that. you've ever it's, watched that. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. So they, they continued that, but the fun part is they incorporated like real people like into this. And they had <laughs> Jeff Keighley, which is a very weird interview where the woman just was like fawning over Jeff Keighley. Sonic Fox was guy. on this. Obviously don't, Yeah. Shu Yoshida. Yep. Uh, it was so weird. And then Phil Spencer talking to the carrion beast. <laughs> that one was so great. My wife so walked weird. in on that one. It was like, no, no, I just nope. turned around and walk, walked out. It was, and then yeah. uh, what was it? Somebody's uncle that worked for Nintendo <laughs> was the yeah. other guest. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of love it. Oh, uh, Amazing. Yeah. Uh, but amazing. they actually had games. Um, yeah. So the first game, Shadow Warrior 3, looks like a cocaine-fueled a uh, martial arts game which mm-hmm. i am digging it looks crazy and cool
1: <laughs> it really really looks impressive i i want this to come to console so bad next gen console i want this to be like one of the first games that they say this is not going to run on an xbox one this is xbox series x only like do that late yeah. 2021 early 2022, let it be on PC for a bit and then, and then shove it down our face holes on next gen platforms exclusively. Cause it doesn't look like, no, you, you look at it and you sit like, okay, this is going to melt my
0: Xbox one. And the gameplay just looked really inventive as well. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah. Weird West is another game that kind of takes almost like a, um, it kind of felt like a tactical type of game, maybe a strategy RPG type game, but with mm. weird elements in the Wild West. So I don't know if it's for me or not, but it definitely looked cool mm. and fun. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that one. I don't know, again, yeah, if it's uh, for me, but yeah, it looks, looks cool. Um, yeah, not as yeah. into that one as I was uh, Shadow Warrior 3, for sure.
0: Yeah, Lightbound. Um, bound. It's a early access game. Apparently it's a side-scrolling action RPG. Maybe this is one I thought that was... uh, I thought this one was more like a strategy game as well, but I guess it was wrong. But uh, yeah, coming to Steam July 29th, if you want to check that one out.
1: Yeah, that's a co-op dungeon crawler side-scrolling action RPG.
0: You can yeah, I'm looking at it right that, now. That's... For some reason, I thought I saw tiles. And for some reason, right. I thought it was like, like like strategic where you could only move in certain areas. But apparently, it's, uh, okay, yeah, okay. it's truly action-oriented yeah. uh, right. RPG.
1: Okay, yeah, cool. Looks cool. And then the, the one you mentioned before, Carrion, PC, Switch, and Xbox One. This is going to be a a Game Pass game. So sadly, I was like, oh, this looks like something I would want to play on Switch. And then I remember the Game Pass thing, and it was like, well... This is looks like something I don't want to pay for on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Uh, it's like a game pass just,
0: game.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks cool though. You play as the monster, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, so you play as the carrion monster taking out humans and absorbing them into you. If you've watched, uh, stranger things.
0: Season. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah
1: uh i was going a bit more modern with mine but uh okay. yeah the thing would definitely the old be guys more here a, to remind uh,
0: you of uh well thank you i appreciate that marks.
1: uh yeah. that's what i appreciate about you um anyway yeah so it looks um it just looks weird like weird uh pixelated for sure and and yeah. uh definitely looks indie like but uh, i love the twist of playing as the monster it's great
0: yeah, it's very neat. Uh, Disc Room really didn't get to see much of this game. Looks like a just a, a puzzle based game. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're into that.
1: Yeah, I love the guys description guys, right. of that. What if the saw blade aisle in Home Depot was a massive math- massive labyrinth? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And also yes. all the saw blades were mobile and had their own very special way of trying to kill you. Yeah, uh, don't die. Uh, love uh, that description. Yes. Yeah, I would definitely not be going to Home Depot anymore. Um yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, fall guys. Yeah, that's the uh, basically ultimate knockout. It's basically a battle royale type game, but it's uber cute. You have these like little guys, you have costumes, and you're apparently just supposed to get these little balls and move them to the different area and it's basically last man standing.
1: Yeah, it looks like Wipeout or most yeah. extreme elimination challenge if you remember those TV shows. Mm-hmm. And only your tiny weird little This looks delightful. Like Yes. Speaking of games that will make me turn my PlayStation 4 back on, like The Last of Us or this weird little stupid looking game. that uh, might be this one. This looks awesome.
0: Yes, yes. And, the, and it's funny because Xbox had Carrion, uh, PlayStation had uh, Fall Guys. So <laughs> two sides of the coin, I guess. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, uh, that's Serious Sam 4. You know what Serious Sam 4 is? It's extreme for person shoot shooting. I don't know if there's more to say than that. Uh,
1: one thing more to say it's PC and Stadia exclusive right now. WTF, there, they brought the Stadia, uh, axe swinging for this one. So, uh, yeah, that was a thing. Wow. Good job, Stadia. (laughs) Hey, they're still in the race, I guess.
0: Yeah, they
1: are. What do we got next? Olegia, I guess. Side scrolling game, Skeleton Crew Studio. Um,. Uh, that's a what was that on the harpoon you're weird looking harpoon killing something or other again yeah. very indie looking but
0: uh yeah similar art style to carrion in regards to that like yes. almost like that very tall eight <laughs> bit game <laughs> they're like tall and skinny you know they're they're not but the, the the art style and the fluid movements are what makes it really unique.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah it looks uh, looks interesting for sure. That's PC Switch. So Switch did get a little bit of yeah. uh, of love along with, you know, PC everything. So yeah, it's kind of exactly. cool.
0: Exactly. Yeah, then the next event was Ubisoft Forward Part <laughs> 1. Yeah. Yeah, they that that was a surprise. Yes, yes. So this is Ubisoft really giving us an E3 style presentation. High production values. Nothing was done f- basically with a uh, you know Zoom camera or anything like that. So appreciate that people are learning how to present and prepare mm-hmm. in a very stylistic manner. Um, I will say that most of these games were games we had already seen or had been spoiled, excluding one game which really stood out to me because I'm like, is this Splinter Cell? with Fortnite, yeah
1: yeah that was a surprise and that's a mobile game correct
0: yeah it is it was very interesting because i did not mm-hmm. expect that so i'm like i don't know if anybody wanted that game but it's a, another tom clancy game but it's uh, a mobile
1: game yeah shoot i can't remember the name of that one either and it's uh, sadly not on the article that i'm looking at
0: i think the vent was uh, wh- i mean it was definitely one of the most polished so far we've seen this year mm-hmm. um but what about the actual content anything got you excited
1: Uh, content wise, I thought it was, uh, cool to, to start off with watchdogs Legion. I mean, we kind of knew everything they talked about. So I thought it was cool to start it with that short film. Uh, I kind of wish it was, uh, they, they talked about what we were going to watch first, because they, you know, they, they played this short film that was really stylistic and really Uh cool. And I was digging it, but at the same time, the entire time I'm watching was like, is this an opening cinematic? Why aren't they showing gameplay? What the hell is this? Uh, that, that kind of stuff. So it took away from what I was actually watching, which ended up being really cool. But I want to go watch that again. Now that I know that it's a short film based on the game. So I think if they had of kind of reversed that and said, you know, okay, like here's a bit about the game or whatever, or just had someone get up and talk about that first and say, hey, you know, we're so excited for Watch Dogs. We've also got this talented team of animators, this great director um, that we want to show off this short film that's you know animatrix style or something like that. Are there gonna be more of these? This could be really cool. And I, I think just getting into the mindset of, hey, this isn't gameplay, this isn't even in-game cinematic, this is a short film based on this world. Um so <laughs> yeah, I kind of dug that in retrospect. Uh but while I was watching it, I was like, what the hell? Like, come on, you're wasting 15, 20 minutes on Watch Dogs. <laughs> like yep. and I'm watching some canned bs cg animated whatever kind of thing like what does this have to do with like you're, you're wasting 15 minutes of my time um i am excited for that game it, it looks really cool and like i said retroactively i was excited about that that cool uh mini trailer uh short film or whatever um aside from that yeah uh assassin's creed is always going to interest me um so very you know excited to to learn more about that world and and that game uh sadly i didn't watch the whole gameplay thing after this direct uh or after this presentation so i saw enough to be totally in which is is fine for me because you know i would rather play the assassin's creed games than watch someone play them um and then far cry 6 uh looks looks great giancarlo esposito looks badass and that those games are always fun right so uh let's see what kind of mayhem we can uh, we can drop with those but i did expect that kind of we got the teaser trailer i thought this was going to be a reveal trailer it was exactly what i expected no big surprises there in terms of like you know gameplay or anything like that we got release dates for a lot of this stuff which mm-hmm. i thought was really nice um you know it's not just especially with with the COVID-19 current situation in the world of games, continuously getting pushed back big gaps in all forms of entertainment, movies, whatever it is. Um, it's nice to get some release dates. It's nice to know that yes, at this moment in time, soon, mildly soon or later, whatever it is, there are still release dates on things. So we will be entertained on these dates. Like, uh, you know, uh, October 29th for watchdogs, uh, for instance. Um, so yeah, that's that. Th- that kind of stuff definitely got me engaged. I thought it was nice and succinct-ish. Uh, you know, they didn't ramble on for two hours or something like that. Which you know, some during E3, some of these big third-party companies have had you know hour and a half, two hours plus presentations. So these things sticking to a more concise time frame, I think, is a good way to go. What do yeah, you? No, you think?
0: I I really. You know the 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 biggest part was there was really no surprises. Everything was leaked. Hyperscape was leaked, which is their new you know multiplayer game, which is going to be looks cool. It's it's more futuristic. Playing like in a city versus a you know countryside or something like that, which makes it feel different. Um, Somebody said, "Hey, is this uh, Ready Player One the uh, multiplayer game?" Basically. I yep. Kinda like that. Yeah. Although yeah, I mean if you things.
1: if you look at any of the story stuff and any Fortnite fans, I, I highly recommend looking up like the story so far in mm. Fortnite because it there is some very ready player one stuff there too. Um but I did love getting the story for Hyperscape and yeah. it looks like a cool spin on Battle Royale with you can go for the crown instead of going for the VR or whatever. It's uh definitely an interesting one.
0: Yeah, uh, Watchdog. The uh, combat looks pretty cool. Obviously, the big uh, draw is that you can be anyone and part of this resistance that's building. Um, I after seeing that 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 uh, trailer for that story mode or the story uh, type of, uh, I guess this is going to be a short eventually that comes out, um, or is this just it? I don't know. But after seeing that, uh, the the all of the really beautiful and kind of stylized look of the people and the world they are in. I want that aesthetic in the game, not just Mm. Ubisoft generic looking kind of world they've created, because I think it feels very much it doesn't have a style. I always felt like Watchdog. It just never felt like it had a presence rather than the gameplay. So I kind of wish it had that. Uh, But yeah, watch looks looks pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I get what you mean. If you look at Watchdog's just a a screenshot or something like that with, without much context uh, you could say, well, this could be GTA or this could be this third person action game or this other third, you know, it it doesn't have anything that's definitively watchdogs as far as style goes. I I totally get what you mean there.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and and I think the big common theme is we're going to have multiple large open world games coming out within 2 weeks of each other. We've got Watch Dogs October 29th. We've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out November 17th and then we've got mm. uh uh Cyberpunk coming out 2 days later. Oof. Yeah. That's tough. I just kind of yeah. feel like why couldn't Watch Dogs been a September release? Make Assassin's Creed a October release. Give some Space it just doesn't make any e- sense,
1: even push it back uh, further if it's not done for the fall. Leave it to, and I know we're getting, uh, we are getting far, far cry. I want to say February, is that what this is? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, ma- the e- even though that is first person, I'd still say maybe avoid stepping on your feet. If you look at sales numbers, you're gonna go Assassin's Creed for the fall release. Far Cry for a good, uh, you know, winter February release, I think is a great time. Push Watch Dogs back till March or April. Do we need it in the fall? Is it or, or could it, you know, could, could pushing it back give it the time to shine? Is this just going to get stomped on by everything else in the uh, in the fall, this holiday season that, you know, I, I just yeah, I don't understand the uh, release scheduling. They're kind of tight and falling themselves.
0: They kind of are, and I just feel like it feels like the game, if the if there's a game you're going to miss or you're not going to budget for, it's going to be Watch Dogs.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. it feels like it's,
0: it's, it's going to be the uh, wait for it to be $20, unfortunately, yep. I think, for a lot of people, because I know I will not jump on it day one, because if I've got only little, so much time, it's going to be probably one of those two games. <laughs> Assassin's Creed really feels like um, it's really good. Really embracing that more open world RPG rather than the assassin's world. Although it seemed like this had a little bit more, did have some stealth elements from it. But the actual gameplay and combat Mm -hmm. looks dope. (laughs) Oh my god! You can (laughs) use two shields, Mark. Two dual shields.
1: Put that like a plow and run (sighs) through the people and then like smack them both. Oh man. Looks awesome. I was
0: impressed just the the, yeah. the variety of things you could do in that combat because Odyssey was was getting very complex, I felt. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this is less complex and you can really just have some fun with the combat. But I mean, you're going to yeah. be a Viking, so you're going to throw axes and have fun. And Kill stealth it. is probably not your middle name. No, no,
1: no. I think you're going to be sneaking into the the towns or the cities or the villages or whatever. And then it's, gonna, it's just going to be... Hell breaks loose. I think uh, the aesthetic of the assassin this time wearing the, and I'm going to do air quotes here, but even though people can't see them hidden blade, uh, not so hidden on the top of the arm instead, (laughs) like that aesthetic, I hope rings true to everything that they do. Every decision that they make in this game about how you are encouraged to tackle things because there's no way an assassin slash viking who wears the again air quotes hidden blade on the top of their arm showing this thing off it is going to take the stealthy approach to anything that is not in line with that character design so yeah let me sneak into a village and then let me go yes bananas yes yes can't wait
0: Yes, and they did uh basically have all the gameplay with the female version of the character mm-hmm. and I don't know if that who is supposed to be the lead one or the other most most lately it seems like it's both because they mm-hmm. will give you the game case and then they'll give you one side or other with the character. so I think that's cool. They did a great job with a female and a male alternate. Um, yep. And I, I think they're going to do another, do another great job with that. And then leaning into Far Cry 6, uh, I, I like the Far Cry games. I like the main line. I do not like the side games typically. I I really think this is probably the last Far Cry game they can do in this style unless they come up with something significantly different or mm-hmm. some big change. Because I feel like this is starting to get to that point where Assassin's Creed was, where it feels like it's wash and repeat and it needs a really something to shake it up.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they have even taken a break. So I don't think that's the answer. That seemed yeah. to be the answer for Assassin's Creed, right? Like they took a little, a little break to to catch a breath and, and decide where they want to go. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if taking a break is going to fix that. So we'll, we'll see where they go after this.
0: Definitely. Uh, And then that was really it for the big uh, events, but we've got uh, an event that's coming that I think people are really excited for, Mark. This is Xbox's real showcase of Mm -hmm. their first-party library. Now, I believe they will show third-party as well. Um, So it's it's, uh, July 23rd. This corresponds with the... Uh, I don't know what they're calling it the summer of demos or something like that, where there'll be like 60 playable demos uh, that whole week. And this is right, basically, we're going to play a lot of games before their event happens. And I'm assuming there will be game demos that follow the event as well. Um, So do you have any predictions, Mark?
1: Oh, any predictions for this one? Uh, I think they're going to come out swinging with a lot of their first-party stuff. There's a lot of studio ac- acquisitions that we still haven't heard what they're doing, when their games are releasing, uh, you know, who's working on what and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of that stuff, but I think people are going to get, uh, I don't know, Hyped or maybe disappointed afterwards uh, based on not all of these games are going to be launch games or even launch window games. Like these studio acquisitions are still new. I think we're going to get a lot of impressive looking or sounding titles, but I I still don't think we're going to see that in the first six months or even maybe a year of Xbox uh, series X being released. Um, I still think it's going to be like halo and some third party stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping, you know, people don't get their expectations too, too high, but I'm really looking forward to seeing everything from as small as like when Battletoads is coming out to, you know, some brand new, hopefully brand new IPs from some of these studios that they've, uh, they've acquired over the last uh, couple of years. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to this event. This is my big one of the summer, I think. So, uh, they, I, I'm hoping they come out swinging, but. I'm also not getting my expectations too, too high saying like Xbox series X is going to have 12 of the best looking games ever for launch day. Like it's just, you know, I think we have to come in with reasonable expectations, but yeah, my hype levels
0: are pretty high. Do you think this is their last big event before the launch?
1: Ooh, good question.
0: Shh
1: big event we will have to define big event but i think this is going to be the biggest event that they have before launch yeah i think there could be other smaller events uh showing off some third party stuff showing off some maybe smaller stuff uh something that pops in my mind is you know if they don't do price here maybe they'll have a price a uh, little mini direct with price accessories, uh, maybe Xbox controller design studio, getting the series X controller added to it. So you can make your own controllers and have them there for launch, that kind of stuff. I, I, if they don't cover it, if, if the 23rd, if this next event is all about the games, I think there's room for that hardware accessories, extra little shit that we don't touch on in July. Uh, but I think this is going to be the big one for games.
0: And do you think you, we will get any like, at the end and oh just one more thing with that's not game related that's not game related that's not game related
1: no no i think the one more thing is uh yeah i i i wouldn't put it past them doing that uh or yeah i wouldn't put yeah i I, could be something as as far as uh you know you see like a, a footprint or a you know, someone lowers a Lancer or something and it's the next gears of war game or just some kind of weird little tease like that at the very end or something like that. But, um, no, are you, are you trying to hint at like Lockhart or something like that release?
0: I, 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 I'm i trying to just understand how things will be announced if they do. Okay. Um, because if they, I don't know if Lockhart will make an appearance mm-hmm. until they talk about the cost of series X. Uh, yeah. I, I I just think it would be hard to just square those two away uh, mm-hmm. then they have to start talking about why is Lockhart what is a Lockhart why should I get one? I'm confused. What is these things that they're telling me? Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if they'll do anything like that either. Um, I think if they do, um, it's going to be hard to do all of the games plus announce a price of Series X plus another box. So if they do have another event, I think it'll be maybe a sept. This is where it gets hard. They're going to start running out <laughs> of time mark to pre-order and all these things that they have to do for retail. Apparently, Sony's supposed to have an event in August, more of a state of play in August, where they because they bet they help things back apparently uh, which is probably going to be it's the first uh, gameplay of Call of Duty all the fun things they're going to probably mm-hmm. do maybe more information about the pricing but yeah we're running out of time with these boxes but um, to your point I think there will be I, I'm what I'm hoping is we get the launch titles like just to secure say this is what's coming this fall uh, or this year in 2020 that you'll be playing on Series X that's all I want yeah out. I don't 100%. care yeah yeah Halo, I want that or whatever but I also want them to put up and put up because they've talked about all these game studios. I want to know which each one of them is making. It can be it's going be a, a, a title screen. It can be a short cinematic, whatever. I just want to know what everybody's doing. Um, yep. Even if it's just a I made something in PowerPoint to say <laughs> what the initiative is doing, because yep. they've been hyping up this quadruple A studio. And I think people just have to understand what am I buying the Series X for now and in the future? That gets me hyped to say, God, I want to play that looks so cool. Because they, they typically don't do that. I think ha- Inf- Halo Infinite is the one of the one few titles they've shown well before it's coming out. So, mm-hmm. But I I think my biggest prediction, prediction for this will be we will get a Halo Infinite multiplayer drop part of those demos. Ooh, wow. Okay. Kind of like the good like old it. days, Mark. Like makes you bought, sense. I was just going to say that. You bought this game, yeah. and then you got this as part of it. Was it Crackdown? The original uh, Crackdown? Cr-
1: was Crackdown Halo?
0: Yes, it was like the Halo 2. Halo 3. No, it was Crackdown. You got the Halo 3 multiplayer, I believe.
1: What was it? What, Bulletstorm, was that Gears? Was it? Sure. I something came with that. Bulletstorm that I think it was... Uh, yeah, I think it was a demo for Gears or something like that. Let me...
0: Yeah, I don't remember that. But yeah, I think it was with the first Crackdown, you got the... Uh, halo let me see if i can find this Halo. you got the halo 3 beta so i think it's the perfect time yeah drop it let's be see people see what it's like and then i think uh, sean even talked about this he said and show us why it's gonna not hold back the series x because if it looks awesome on you know xbox one just imagine how it'll look on series x and they could even show that They say, you're going to play this now, and this is what it's going to look like on Series X with ray tracing, all that fun stuff. So that's what I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I couldn't find what demo came with that. I'm going to have to look it up uh, later. Um, Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I meant. Like, I I think, you know, we should expect to see what these studios are working on, but I don't for a lot of them, I don't expect anything more than like a still or a logo or uh, just someone saying, you know, hey, this is the game we're developing. I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm not going to show you anything other than my face. But we're working on something. Like, yeah, I, I, I really expect a lot of that.
0: Yeah, I think it's time for them to shine because I think people. I, I think you can only say this so much. Well, they bought all these studios, so they're going to have all the games. Well, you can only say that so much. You've got to really start showing. So, hopefully, it'll be there because I'm excited because I just want to see what's going to be cool with uh, this next generation. Yeah. Um, something that we're not going to get to see for a while, though, unfortunately, Mark, is uh, a Nintendo theme park for a while. Um, you know what? If if this had been a different world, it would be the Summer Olympics 2020, uh, and Super Nintendo Land would be open in Japan.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh... Oh, it was. Uh, it was Gears of War. Sorry. Uh... Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just. just finally looked that up um yeah man have you seen some of the like leaked footage and stuff coming out of the super nintendo land or world or whatever uh it looks amazing and the fact that it is I mean, I understand people are going back to Disney World. The the employees are all apparently scared and uh, Disney World's just, you know, it's it's scaring me to think about people going back to a place like that when Florida having spikes of, uh, you know, the, the worst number of cases and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I understand this decision. You know, it's uh, it's a different world. It's a scary world. And the theme parks are are taking a massive hit because of that. Uh, but as a, as a fan, yeah, this is, this is a bummer cause that place looks amazing and I just want them to just, you know, copy paste that into Florida and let me go. Like, man, yeah, it's, uh, it, my family and I were talking, uh, they were, they were supposed to go to Disney world, um, in March, so my, my mother, father, brother, sister, her kids, husband, whatever, um, they were all supposed to go down there. Cause we had so much fun in mm-hmm. our trip in September that they were like, you know what, we have to book a trip and go down there too. So, uh, so talking, <laughs> talking to them about like, you know, are you guys going to think about rebooking for down the road? Or are you just going to wait and see? And it's like, the, all of them were like, no, we, we do not want to go there anytime soon. So it's, you know, like if they opened it would the people go? <laughs> you know,
0: it's exactly. It's, uh, it's, yeah.
1: It's tough, man.
0: Exactly. And, and Japan is very, I mean, they're, they're very strict and they're, they're trying to stay with yeah. this, but it looks awesome. I mean, I'm really curious about the layout because we see all of these characters brought to life and I'm mm-hmm. like, are they going to be like really far away uh, out of your ability to even get close to them? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really don't understand great, the layout like yet. elevated. Yeah. 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 I really don't understand the layout yet, but it looks so cool. I mean, it's just yeah. so neat. Um, And and a fun uh, note on this, Mark, in Japan, (laughs) I love this, Japanese theme parks are implementing a screaming ban on roller coasters. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) love this. And they're saying, please scream inside your heart. (laughs) That's so Japanese. (laughs) Please
1: scream inside your heart. Uh, That is.
0: Yeah. Yep. That's just. It's 2020 <sighs> folks.
1: Oh so yeah. Can, can you describe 2020 in any better fashion? Like that is, uh, we
0: learned to scream inside our heart. That is
1: man. Yeah. Um, yes. any, anyone with anxiety, uh, definitely knows all about that for sure. Uh, that is man. I, I don't even know how you could hold back. I, like I love roller coasters, but yes. like, you know, when I'm on a roller coaster, there's nothing like filtering out. There's no consciousness of like stopping me from going like whoo, you know, or something like it's just like I don't scream fear kind of scream on roller coasters. It's usually like a you know, like yahoo kind of whatever, but like yeah, I I don't know how I'd try to hold that back.
0: And will even a mask stay on in a roller coaster that's going so fast? I don't know these things. I really don't. Yeah, But but I will say this, I can't wait till I can access this or at another park. Uh, apparently, this is coming to California first in their Universal Studios, then Orlando later. So Orlando Ugh. will be the last park that actually gets it. Yes, so it's going to even be harder. But uh, Charlie Carden's brother actually has now moved to Japan. He's going to be there for three years. Hmm. So I may potentially, my son's wanted to go to Japan, so I may potentially have a contact in Japan if this is still happening. In Nifty. 2022 or 2023. So folks, get ready for it. I cannot wait. This looks awesome. But lastly, Mark, uh, last thing we're going to hit on the podcast today before we take uh-huh. off is uh, we are, you know, the inevitable cost of games and where it's been at. It's been at $60. We've had yep. DLC and micro microtransactions that have kind of been able to keep the price of games down because they've been essentially at $60 since 2005, when the Xbox 360 launched. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first game that's really making its claim on this $70 cost is NBA 2K. Right. And it's interesting because Xbox essentially has their own program to basically say you can buy... The current gen, you will get with smart delivery. You can get the next version for free. It'll mm-hmm. just transform your game into what can play on your box in the best way possible. And Microsoft is, I guess, proactively dissuading publishers from charging for yep. that upgrade. Where back in the day, you had to pay full price for the next version. Yep. But apparently there's a caveat in that. They said you can bundle both versions together. Like the Sure ps4 ps5 or whatever and they are 2k is doing that with the mamba edition for a hundred dollars you get both xbox one and xbox series x uh version and ps4 ps5 um and they will not allow game companies to charge you a fee to upgrade what do you think Uh, you know games aren't cheap anymore but they're a hobby they're entertainment right
1: yeah, I, uh, man, I, I really hope no other developer follows suit with this. Like I hope all the other developers and especially even first party, I think if Microsoft and Sony both come out of the gate saying, no, our games are going to be the same price. Like we're not, again, not charging for upgrades. We're not doing this bundling bullshit. Uh, and that's again, going back to last time, Sony, hasn't really said anything that's making me believe that that's the full uh way that they're going to go with this i really expect to see some remastered editions from sony um i think they've clarified a little bit about the spider-man thing that i was confused about last time but like i still think their messaging is nowhere near as clear as xbox saying like you buy this once you get it on everything like that is it so i hope xbox uh, i hope microsoft first party studios lead the charge and say look the games are going to be the same price here's uh, there's no upgrade cost there's no this there's no that i hope either activision or ubisoft or someone else takes that initiative and says yeah no we're not charging anymore and ea looks like an asshole uh if they're leading the charge and everyone else goes what do you mean we can charge 70 bucks exactly let's all do that yeah yeah you know it's it's I, I really hope, um, a game studios say, no, we have competing games. We're going to charge the same amount. And B people say, okay, yeah, if this game's $70 and this game's $60, I'm not buying any EA games until they come down and and match the price. So people speak with their, uh, their wallets. And I hope other game devs say, you guys are just being greedy, we're going to capture the market share this uh, this holiday season. We're going to be coming out at sixty bucks, and you guys are going to look greedy. So, ha And then you know they'll have to kind of reverse course. I hope because seventy dollars US is ninety five dollars Canadian at the current exchange. So I'm looking at hundred dollar games right now. Uh, it's already eighty for anyone that uh, doesn't normally buy games in Canada. I'm already looking at seventy nine dollar games. So, um, yeah, that's not an increase that I am happy with <laughs> by any means.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, the, the, the one caveat I will say is uh, uh, to, to say that games should not get more expensive is, is kind of an odd argument because entertainment across the board has gotten more expensive. Right. Cost of cable, cost of T V, movies, whatever. And quite honestly, games are one of the few mediums in uh, entertainment that doesn't have multiple chances to get you, you to pay more. Like the movie theater, then the video on demand, the digital uh, disc, and then they can charge licensee fees to have it on TBS or a cable channel. I'll, so they essentially I'll argue can with DLC. DLC. True, but once you bought the game and especially the way things are going with backwards compatibility, essentially if you bought Grand Theft Auto 5 on 360, <laughs> I think that's backwards. Really. You never had to pay for it again on an Xbox console, right? Right,
1: right. But you, so could there you, go. Spend, so, you could spend a ton of money on GTA
0: Online. But that's all optional, right? True, but it's versus if you got optional. Because like if you have a VHS player, you don't get the DVD. You don't get the Blu-ray. Every time it gets upgraded. Yeah. So I think I was like, but it's optional. Like on steam, I could buy a game on steam once. I never have to buy another version of the game ever again. Typically. I, I suppose,
1: I suppose, but that's again, where smart, smart DLC comes into play. And also, okay. Let's say if you bought a movie on VHS, DVD and Blu-ray, those are what? 20, 25 bucks a pop on average. Typically a launch. Yeah. Let's say pretend. Uh, just to make this easy. So let's say 25. So you're at 75 bucks. If you've bought all three versions of that for one movie, Uh, let's say you saw it in the theater. So you're talking maybe another, what's a movie theater ticket, 10 bucks, 15, whatever. Uh, So we're at $85. So over a lifetime, and that's a big, if, if you bought VHS DVD and Blu-ray, so over a lifetime, Of a hard, the hardest of hardcore fans is spending $85 on a movie entertainment franchise, uh, kind of thing. So, you know, 70 bucks for a game plus DLC that is optional, but so are DVDs and Blu rays. Um, I still think that's wildly expensive. I don't know, like,
0: well, I think just anybody, I think the cost of living inflation everything i mean your car you buy it doesn't stay the same cost because people want to get paid more the cost of living up you got to pay people more the cost of games have gone up because you've gone from like you know standard hd to 4k uh voice assets all those things um and and i think i'm fine with it going to 70 but and i and I, i'm living in la la land because most likely they are not going to just magically pay people more most likely mm-hmm. They are not going to – they're going to increase their profit, and that's what companies right. do. They want to make money because the cost of games, they, I've heard anywhere, has gone up 3x since 2005, right. and they're not charging any different. And the, and the, the people – the amount of people you need on the staff is going that way. So I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like I struggle with games and how much mm-hmm. they've cost, um, whereas we've got even – you know with Star Wars Squadrons, so it's going to be a $40 game. So EA right. – you should be applauding them. Everybody I, yeah. gets EA and guess what? They're giving you <laughs> a new property with a campaign multiplayer and everything. And they said no DLC. So they're yeah. doing exactly what we want and nobody is giving them any credit. <laughs> that, that's that's very true.
1: Um, yeah. I I will say the the video game industry as a whole constantly lauds the fact that they are now making more money combined than movies and television. And I think they could possibly even throw music in there. So it's like the number one entertainment, uh, category in the world. So I'm not, yeah, again, like if they are paying their people more, Mm -hmm. but if it's just companies making more money when they're already the number one entertainment, uh, medium on the planet, um, I don't know, Crimea River.
0: I want to pay the same amount or less for my. Of game. course, to your point, because their 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 cost of their product is three x, so it's very easy to go down yeah. that road. And but the, the point is, you know, and we know that the audience has grown with video games too, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're selling more copies, most likely, and now they That's, can sell. Yeah. D, they can sell digitally and they don't have to take a 30% cut by selling it through target. And, yeah. and I did look at the gross margins. You can look up the gross margins of a company and, and, and I will say this, uh, although it's kind of EA's gross margin actually has declined. Oh, wow. it was like 75% a couple of years ago. Now it's at 54%. So that's still a huge yeah. margin, but yeah. they making revenue and profit and I know, I imagine Anthem probably didn't do them any luck. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that the
1: reflection on the games they've released and their practices? Yeah. Because, like, you look at a company like, again, I'll bring up Fortnite, that makes, like, quadrillion dollars a day just on mobile. That's like, they're doing something right. They're still good with the public. And is it just an
0: EA problem? Or is this like... A, I don't know. Okay, I, this is a great website, by the way. Activision Blizzard. Their profit, 24%. Wow. Yeah. Man. It's amazing. And they've always Jeez. been one of those successful companies with Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. So I don't know. No. And, and it may be because they just only have like three different franchises. You know, if yeah, Warcraft I goes off, yeah, you know, they, I mean, do I don't know. Maybe they're just easy. at a point where they need to they do something control, significant. Yeah. But Call of Duty seems to always be doing great. So I don't know. Yeah. They strange. let go. Like, Very people. strange. Yeah, they let yeah. go a ton of people, too. So it's a weird one, Mark. And like I said, if they were going to gladly drop DLC or do those things and say, you know what? We're not going to charge you for DLC, but it's $70. I would gladly pay $70 if DLC was included, but they're not going to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so. I, like that's the thing. I've said that for a while. Like if if they can find some sort of middle ground of. Uh, the game costs this much and the DLCs at a reasonable price because like, Fortnite DLC is way too much, $20 for a skin or whatever you're, you're paying on a, a regular basis um, for for just a skin but the game's free so you can't really hit them on that. Uh, Rocket League used to do it really well where the game cost a certain amount and for the skins, skins yeah. were at a reasonable price but now they're doing like season passes and they have like $20 skins in Rocket League so even they got their head up their ass. Um, I I would honestly, if there was a $40 game like Star Wars that's coming out, uh, if they have like a $5 skin to customize your ship or do something, $5, $10 every once in a while for something that I really want, I'm going to have no problem dropping that in the yeah. game. But uh, they, I think they have to find a middle ground because like Call of Duty is a good example of this, that it's a full $70 game plus... DLC that's still pretty expensive and it's like come on man like you gotta break somewhere
0: yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging and, and the the buy this version get this version it's gonna be a limited time problem we know that because eventually people will move on to the next console and you will not get dedicated ps4 versions or xbox one you'll just get the series x yeah. but but the fun thing to look at mark is what did games used to cost so <laughs> i put an ad from Toys R Us for the Super Nintendo and its games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what year this is. The Super Nintendo is selling for $129. That's um, crazy. You could get uh, Super Game Boy uh, with Guide for $40 <laughs> for Super Game Boy. But the fun part is the cost of games. Um, yeah. They range from Miss Pac Man, Miss Pac Man, $40 for just Miss mm-hmm. Pac Man. Come on! Yoshi's Island, uh, $52.99. Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country, I'm assuming, one three or two. Or two. Three. Uh, Hard to it's see. Three really small ad. Yeah, looks 52. like three. The yeah, box art f- looks like three. $52.99. Yeah. Madden, 59 But then you get into Mortal Kombat 3, $70, Mark. Yeah. You've got crazy. an NBA game,
1: Hangtime. Street Fighter Alpha 2, 69 Yeah. Wild absolutely yeah. wild
0: yeah so it's it's just imagine how much that game would cost today 70 80 70 dollars in probably we're talking like 1995 94 maybe
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's some, that's some big that's like 100 dollars easy <laughs> easy yeah yeah and then we move on to the next generation because you know what was better n64 mark because those mm-hmm. carts had megabits and pieces and <laughs> things and rumble packs um, yep. By the way, a rumble pack was $25. Crazy. Um, the fun part, though, is uh, N64 was 170 A controller was only 35 That's a bargain. You Not know? too bad. Yep. But if you wanted N64 uh, Killer Instinct Gold, $80. Yep. Welcome to Canada. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. I mean, <laughs> av- almost every and 64 cart was $80. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Star Fox, uh, Ken Griffey, GoldenEye. uh, the, strangely enough, when you think of Nintendo, you think they're the ones that always charge full price for their games and they never, never drop in price ever. Nope. And yep. 64, you're looking at Mario 64, uh, cruising USA wave race and Mario Kart, all at 75. All $5 cheaper than the third-party games. That's crazy, but I'm guessing that was the uh, cart tax, maybe? Well... third parties
0: having to buy those cartridges? Actually, if you look at all these games, they are... uh, Maybe excluding Cruising USA, they are all first-party. Osa Shots of the Empire... Oh, well, where's Shadow of the Empire? Is it, is it in
1: there? And Killer Instinct. Shadow of the Empire is oh, on the left-hand side okay. there.
0: Killer um, Instinct definitely was a rare, it was a rare uh, Nintendo public wow, title. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, Ken Griffey okay. Jr. was their baseball game. Yep, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe everything but um, Star Wars Shadow of the Empire. Yeah, that's not definitely not theirs. Weird, but that was a
1: Nintendo. Uh, was was it published? Nintendo published? It must have been. Because it was a Nintendo exclusive, I believe. Yeah,
0: yeah, it never showed up anywhere else. Maybe PC, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think there were seven there were $5 less because those were older titles. Maybe oh, they maybe. just gave you the $5 discount. Strange. <laughs> that's that's when you strange. only got one game as a kid for like a year.
1: <sighs> Damn straight. Yeah. Wow. I always had like third party knockoff memory cards and rumble packs and shit, like because the Nintendo ones were just wildly expensive.
0: How was the uh the power of the loony at that time, Mark?
1: <laughs> was I it worth more? Um no, N64 days, it might have been close to on par. It might have been less. Um, okay. Yeah, there was a point where we hit pretty much on par with you guys, and I thought it was like just the best thing ever, and I was buying stuff all over the place because everything dropped in price. And then, um, yeah, so that was, that was some good times, but uh, it doesn't happen often.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. And uh, in the future, Mark, I have a future game picked out for us. It's called The Game Price is Right, and it's Ooh. all about guessing how much classic games cost today whether loose right. in box mint in box complete in box and uh, you'll yeah. get five games <laughs> i'll get five and whoever gets closer you know out of five mm-hmm. wins so we'll I like save it. that for a future uh episode because we are running long but this is a lot of fun we do it every two weeks why yes, not okay folks well um at this time next week or the next time we record mark We may do a special one-off for the Xbox uh, Xbox event if it's not very close to when we actually record. So we will see.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I like I said, that's going to be my event of the summer, and uh, that is yeah coming up a little under the two-week mark. So we maybe, I mean, we'll either record early or release the episode early or do a special episode. We'll see what our schedules are saying. But if you do the um, the Last of Us one. Maybe yeah. we'll we'll do that as a, a regular episode or, or we'll we'll okay. figure out a release schedule. We'll, we'll we'll do that off off air so no one has yes. to listen to us figure things out. But uh, anyway, yeah, we'll we'll have two very exciting episodes coming up in the next little while.
0: Yes. So, folks, thanks for joining us. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts on what you want to hear or see on the show, let us know. And how do you do that? Follow us on Twitter at t and at the underscore canardians on the facebook group or page you can leave a review on itunes and you could also call the hotline at 872-225-2496 if you do either of those two things you can win a code for roundguard on xbox
1: uh, you know what i'm gonna up the ante i'm gonna throw in an xbox code for uh ottoman empire
0: Perfect, perfect. Mark, I think it's time to get the full court press on these folks. I know people don't like to be heard and seen, but I think (laughs) it's time for them to shine. So I think we're going to do a little bit of advertising in the Facebook group as well. All right. We'll see you in two weeks. Mark, thanks again. Always a pleasure. And folks, remember, it's always better to game together.
1: I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I got a million toys and toys that I can play with. You
0: don't know what I want, Jeffrey. You want Atari's 2600 video game system. Only 4884 at Toys R Us. Yeah. Only $29.97 for Activision's
1: Pitfall 2 cartridge. Only $29.97 for the Decathlon cartridge. And just $29.97 for the Space Shuttle cartridge. More game, more toys, oh god toy.